0: Toronto Radio, the podcast from Roundtale Community Church. Through our conversations, we discover the holy and the ordinary, find moments of grace and peace, and redefine what we're talking about when we talk about faith. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Leslie. How you doing?
1: So far, so good. Excellent.
0: Glad to hear it. So today is a pretty special episode. Yes. It is our last episode of season six.
1: Wow. Wow.
0: Which is kind of incredible. So Welcome. Well, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. I'm, I have to say I would be tempted to do like, you know how people on YouTube have these like clickbait titles. Yes. To be like, this is the end. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's not, don't panic. Uh, so season seven will begin mid-September. Ish. September. September-ish. Mm-hmm. So um, obviously summer break is a thing.
1: We felt called to take a pause
0: I see what you did there. Right. I see what you did there. Because today we're going to talk about calling and just discuss some things we're feeling called about. Yeah. Called to mm-hmm. you just came back from a sort of mm-hmm. workshop seminar conference mm-hmm. about calling. Yeah. So we have tons to talk about today. But We just wanted to be very clear about like, if you don't get a new episode, because you're not going to get a new episode for about eight to 10 weeks. Uh, it's coming. It, it'll, it'll be here. I'm on maternity leave, so I definitely won't be here. Yes. And I, I haven't taught you how to use all the tech. I, I'm so, called to
1: stay away from technology. You know,
0: I think that's good. Right? We all have our it's strengths. It's good for everybody. I also, I, you know, it, in, in our house, I don't do plumbing. See? You have to know what's in your ministry and what's not in your ministry, and plumbing is not in my ministry.
1: Tech's not in my wheelhouse,
0: so <laughs> keep a distance. A pause is a good thing. A pause is a great thing. Yeah. So we will come back refreshed. Well, you will. <laughs> yeah. That's very um,
1: visionary of you to say so. No, my
0: expectations are pretty low for my energy <laughs> levels, but that's okay. It's all, it's fine. It's fine. As my friend Catherine Harsh would say, it's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Fine. um, So I guess start us off. Do you want a little, do? give us a little background about sort of yeah. this whole calling thing? Because it's been a conversation we've been having for a few years now. I think it we is. have some podcasts about it. Yes, some of the 130 we've done.
1: We've, we've addressed it. <laughs> we have. Here and there. But it's always new. I think that's the exciting thing about mm. it, right? The mm-hmm. calling, the sense of calling always evolves. Uh, you know, I was so, it was such a wonderful moment. I guess it's about four or five years ago now, Uh, when I had reached out to a wonderful man named John Roberto Mm -hmm. to have lunch, just Mm -hmm. to kind of reconnect. John had helped us at Round Hill Community Church to develop a year-long program called A Life Worth Living. And it was such a rich program. So every month we had one theme like generosity. And then we had materials online and so on. It was, it was just a very gratifying experience. And I was very grateful to John. So I had offered to take him out for lunch and we met for lunch and he said, I've got some news for you. And I said, really? (laughs) And he said that He, as part of an organization called Vibrant Faith, which has worked for years to help congregations develop faith formation programs for all ages in their congregations, had decided to take a little bit of a turn in a new direction and to to help congregations also develop what they were calling a culture of calling. Mm-hmm. And so John said that he and his colleagues had chosen 24 churches across the country to participate in this new venture, and they chose Roundhill Community Church, and we actually turned out to be the only non-denominational church in the 24.
0: Is that true? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know about that. Isn't
1: that interesting? That is interesting. So all others were connected with uh, historical denominations. Mm-hmm. Uh, we then, uh, this process unfolded for a period of four years, and we had wonderful resources. We received a, a grant of $12,000. We used that to bring some guest speakers, to have um, book studies, uh, to have people come in and, and offer some direction to our church school. So it was very, very rich. And, um, and then we had an, I had an opportunity to go to Charlotte, North Carolina, to... Meet with many of the people who participated in the grant, and we re- re- reflected: What did we learn? What would we have done differently? Mm-hmm. This was all sponsored by the Lilly Endowment, Indianapolis-based foundation, and uh, Lilly wanted to find out, you know, what we had learned. And one thing that was especially gratifying is that they've the the leaders of Vibrant Faith put together this beautiful booklet, and it's still in process, but it's kind of a recap. And they've chose to focus on seven churches out of the group. Uh, and Roundhill is one of those churches.
0: Oh, that's so neat. And
1: so when we did a kind of final survey of those who participated at Roundhill Community Church, and we interviewed other members of the congregation, those statements found their way into this booklet. And it's really lovely. It's a great tribute, I think, to the congregation. Mm. So, um, you know, I, I think that the exciting thing of this is that it has changed our church. We have access now to the language of calling in a way that we didn't before. Mm-hmm. And we're more comfortable using that term, yeah. even though we're still always trying to understand it.
0: Are you hearing it just as throughout, throughout the week more?
1: I am. I now hear, I, I heard someone say not too long ago about our congregation, I really feel, this was her speaking, I really feel like we found our calling. Mm. And I don't think that language would have been used in that way years ago. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's exciting. And calling, and, and I also had someone approach me recently to say that they've appreciated the way that we have framed the discussion of calling. In years, maybe decades past, when people have thought about a calling, they're usually talking about their career. Yeah. Right? Sure. And sometimes people will say, well, I think you missed your calling, you yeah. know, which is not like a great thing to hear.
0: Ouch. <laughs> yeah. Sort
1: of missed the boat on something. Yeah. But uh, calling can mean a decisive transforming moment that puts us on a new path, maybe for a lifetime, if not for many years. Sure. Right. That can happen. That used to also be called a vocation, you know, although that term has been associated in the minds of many people with our Roman Catholic brothers and sisters, right? Like a priestly vocation or a nun. Right. So calling, um, it has been a little bit strange to us, which I think is good in a sense. We have to sort of figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. So one of those ways of understanding it is something that's long-term. But a calling, as one of our members put it recently, can shift almost from minute to minute. It's, it's everything we're doing during the day when we're thinking about, gee, what am I being led to do mm-hmm. um, in all kinds of ways? You know, preparing nourishment for the family, Mm -hmm. right, or for ourselves, or deciding what kind of art we're we're wanting to look at, or what kind of music we want to listen to. And in fact, music's a really great example, because I hear people say all the time, you know, like, oh, I used to listen to this kind of music, and I felt drawn to start doing this, right? Right, right. And so I think that's a calling. I think Mm -hmm. it's something calling to us. And why not pay attention to it?
0: I'm really fascinated by by your perspective on this because it seems like there's something more connected about it mm-hmm. that in in there's something you're you're more in tune with yourself yes. you're more in tune with you know you we're not there's an element I think so which can be very tempting in life um that maybe the pandemic interrupted but mm-hmm. we sort of just like went day to day sort of as did did the to-do list, went to bed, woke up, did the to-do list, went to bed, you know, and this sort of, I don't mean to say mundane, but like there's an element of you do what you do and that's life Mm -hmm. versus listening to your gut, your intuition, what you're drawn to, what the spirit and energies around you are saying. And then also listening to what maybe doesn't serve you. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot there that when you are more open can be really exciting.
1: Mm -hmm. So the phrase that uh, we hear you using when you're introducing our podcast about finding the holy and the ordinary. Right, Right. Right. To me, that is all about calling. Really? Yeah. That it's, that it's listening for that voice through all the ordinary moments. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I think I would almost prefer that we understood calling in that sense before we understand it as something big and decisive. And, you right. know, right. Uh, it doesn't have to be that all the time. So uh, I, I just remember a conversation we had with once with uh, the Reverend Tanya Campen who works for f- who who has devoted her life really to creating faith formation programs for. Yeah. Um, she works in Texas, with the Rio Texas Conference of the United Methodist Church, but she talks about connection with God, that's the whole point of faith formation, mm-hmm. whatever it help, whatever you do to help you connect with God, if that's standing out by a tree in your yard, because mm-hmm. that's your centering place, or it's listening to that one piece of music at the beginning of the day, that's the connection. And yeah. I think what I hear you saying, Leslie, is that connection is the calling. We're really connected at that point. yeah. Right? And I it's about so. who you are, who we are. Right. right? Yeah.
0: yeah. And sort of following, and then, and then I would say, for at least in my own experience, making the decision to follow that energy. Yes, because sometimes, like, Perfect. I you know, sometimes I'll I'll get this weird urge to go and do something, but I'm like, but I don't need to do that for another two weeks. And I've learned about myself that no, now is the time to do that thing,
1: right? Because right.
0: if I wait two weeks, I'll be like, oh, <laughs> I don't want to do the thing. Yeah. But like following the energy of where you're drawn on on you know a task or something creative or or whatever. Yes. Um is exciting and I feel like you have always encouraged us as a staff to do that, to sort of follow follow the energy.
1: Well, I love the way you describe this and I do think there are all these there there can be many turning points in a day where mm-hmm. we feel the energy moving us and we might initially have some resistance to it. Right. That, by the way, I think that resistance is fascinating. Like where does that come from? Yeah, right. right. We might describe it as procrastination or
0: right, sure. <laughs> laziness
1: or whatever. Yeah. But there is like this little pushback we get. And I just find that interesting because it's as if there's another part of us that's kind of pushing against the calling Mm -hmm. in in another direction. So I'm always, I'm I'm doing a lot of thinking about that, but I think you're absolutely right about this, the way this energy emerges. And I had a very, um, I don't know how to describe it. It was impactful, I guess, experienced during the pandemic, uh, towards the spring, um, I felt like there were times in the evening when I might normally have maybe continued to do a little bit of work when the calling was to go completely the other direction. And yet I found that I was at sea,
0: Hmm. like,
1: I don't know what to do. You know, (laughs) I, I, I'm feeling called away from work because I can tend to be
0: good. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> we, we don't want to go there. Good for you. Right? Good and for then, you and yet moving away. in the other direction, and it's almost like there were times when I felt like I could just go and stand in a room and just, that's it.
0: That's okay. Right?
1: <laughs> and it took me a while to figure out, yeah, maybe that is exactly what i am being called to do. <laughs> I Go. Love that. And you go in that room and stand there for just a while. Just stand there for the a room. minute. <laughs> <Thanks>. Simmer down. <laughs> right? I think yes. it's, and it's kind of like the pause we're taking over the summer, mm-hmm. step back for a time and then re-engage because things are still interesting things. The spirit's always working in us. I really believe that.
0: Yeah.
1: It's a sort of inward partner. And, um, so to follow those movements of energy, the way you describe them beautifully during the day, that's, that's a spiritual
0: life. Yeah. And there's something, yeah, there's something very dynamic about it. It puts me in mind of a friend who used to say, um, don't should yourself,
1: right? which I
0: always love. And I feel like for me in those moments when I am resisting my energy going towards something, I'm like, no, but I should be, Mm -hmm. or I should. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, oh, well, I literally just created that restriction for myself. Yeah, I can go and do the thing that i feel that I really want to do. I feel called to do. I feel like I have creativity around mm-hmm. doing now, even if it's not, you know, if it's a deadline two weeks from now or whatever, but mm-hmm. it means I have, if there's something in my mind or in my heart. I want to give to this project right now.
1: Yeah. You know, I do think my experience is if we do feed ourselves in that way, we do feed that part of ourselves enough some of that resistance starts to die down mm-hmm. and it becomes a little bit easier to follow that movement, mm-hmm. uh, that's pulling us in whatever particular direction. Yeah. I, I was really fascinated. This was about four years ago when I was on sabbatical and I had an opportunity to drive down to North Carolina again. That's pretty much, I guess what <laughs> I <do. laughs> what I do going to North Carolina. That's all right. So I was going down there for a conference and I, As I went down, I tried to eat in like little diners, you know, things Mm -hmm. like that. Find out of the way places. And... I didn't do this all the time, but many times I would say to people, you know, I'm just kind of traveling through and is there anything interesting to see around here? And people always love to be engaged in that way. And then I would say, you know, one of the things I'm just trying to figure out right now as I travel is kind of what I'm drawn to. Is that a question you're asking? And (laughs) I will tell you, you have to be really careful about asking that question because people want to talk about it. Oh, really? And I can still see the image of this one lovely young woman. I think it was in Appomattox Virginia and I was sitting at this little out-of-the-way diner and I just happened to ask that question and she just did not stop
0: Wow she She was was being drawn
1: to a lot of things and it was wonderful you know and I thought wow first of all that she's willing to kind of share that with a stranger sure but I do find that and I think there's part of that is that you're sharing it with a stranger Mm, you know mm -hmm. someone who's not familiar and you know never gonna see again right but it's uh, it's something that we do like to talk about. What we're the things that we're drawn to. Right. It's a more positive, uplifting theme than the things that we're trying to flee or fight. Right. In our lives.
0: And I feel like Roundhill <laughs> Media, as a sort of umbrella of all of our content creation, I guess is probably an easy way to describe it. Um, ha- has continue to kind of be like that Mm. like we kind of Mm -hmm. say you know we keep looking at all of our various things and being like what are we what are we drawn to doing right and what are we doing because that's what we've been doing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and checking Mm -hmm. the boxes um and i i think that's really for me an exciting prospect about coming back in the fall Mm. um Mm -hmm. and and saying okay so you know, having a little bit of a break, what can we, what do we want to keep? What do we want to, you know, reinvent or play with or play around with or whatever? Um, I'm particularly excited about that.
1: Yeah. I think you bring many gifts to us, Leslie, but that's one of them is that question, which I I can hear in my My little ear here, Mm -hmm. um, you know, which is that how could we make this a little different? You Mm -hmm. know, this thing that we're doing, how can we add a dimension to it? How can we be a little bit more creative? I think those questions are helpful on the calling side because it's we're giving some added encouragement to our inner spirit, Mm -hmm. which in turn then wants to kind of. Noodle away on those things. Right. And then other ideas kind of burst up, you know, Mm -hmm. out of the blue. And then we follow those wherever those might lead. There's one thing I just want to return to that you said earlier, which is equally important to the creative side, which is what do we want to step away from? Yeah. What's not working anymore, you know? And I think one of the things that churches must learn, I hate to put it that emphatically, but going forward, we cannot afford to direct our energies in places where they are no longer fruitful or productive. Yeah. And we knew before the pandemic that there were areas of the church, of the, the church in general, the church's right. life, that just weren't working. Right. And uh, the church in particular can be just so fierce about protecting certain kinds of traditions, right. whether or not they're working. Right. And I think we have to be really uh, decisive about this going into the future. We want to protect our energy Um, You know, guarding the fire is is an important vocation in life Mm -hmm. um, because we don't have unlimited energy And, and burnout, I think comes from doing things. It's almost not, it's not a condition of overwork has been my experience. It's a condition of doing something that's no longer satisfying and nurturing. Oh yeah. So I think we can work hard, really hard at things that engage us. Oh yeah. And often over long periods of time and great sacrifice. Yeah. But if you give someone something to do that is just, it's against the grain of their calling and it's not fulfilling and it's not productive, it will kill the spirit. Yeah. So.
0: I completely, I completely connect with that. You know, <clears throat> you, you do things that you feel like you should be doing or, again, there's that word again, or, you know, you feel like, oh, I'm, so, you know, there's so many reasons to do something and you, you, f- your spirit is fighting it. Yeah. Um, yep. I can think of a strong handful of examples in my own life here. Mm-hmm. Um, but your spirit is fighting it. And you look around, you're like, nothing's wrong. Nothing's bad here. Right. But wh- I'm fighting it so hard. Yeah. And then you find a, you know, they call it a p- passion project. So you find something that you want to do. And it's like you blink and it's been six hours. I know. And you're like, where know. did that... Well, I don't know. That was fun, though. No, you know, <laughs> and, you know, those are, those are the times i find myself at least thinking about like again home media where it's like 11 o'clock at night i'm still on my computer and i don't care yeah i it, don't care i'm like happy as a clan like it's
1: da-da-da-da-da. a great feeling isn't you it you know
0: it's really fun
1: in the flow
0: yeah yeah getting that flow state with, with you know especially with these sort of these sort of creative projects that i think um for us and for what we're doing here i feel like this kind of the sky's the limit and we're we still have a playfulness about it. We still mm-hmm. have like a hey, let's try it. Right. You know?
1: Yep. That's a good sign. <laughs> we'll just I don't know what's gonna happen. To you. you know what's gonna
0: happen? And I love that yeah. about what we create here because it's there's there's nothing we're not holding anything too tightly. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I so I will say I sort of hold the podcast tightly. Like you'd have to pry that from my golden <laughs> fingers. Like this isn't going anywhere. Um but You know, sort of other things around it that have sort of, you know, and we've had some content sort of developed from necessity Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. that, you know, we let go of and all is well. Mm -hmm. I also, one thing I want to think about looking at the fall is creating time and space to back away and sit and plan and get that like hundred foot view. Mm. because I feel like... I mm. mean, especially this year is going to be such an unusual year with me being literally unavailable mm-hmm. for three months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we it looks like I'll probably be back like right at rally day. Perfect. <laughs> Which is perfect timing. <laughs> it's almost as if I planned it, but I didn't. Um, <laughs> and, But I'm also like, I'm a little concerned because <laughs> I'm like, but then we'll get whacked with yeah. rally day. Right. <laughs> and then it's just like... Off we go to Christmas, and so I'm really hopeful that like you and Shannon and I can find a time to be like pause, yes, back away, like get some stuff together, and um, we're actually plan- planning on creating. We have we have a space right here, um, we're creating like, a planning space, yeah, like a set aside brainstorming. <laughs> space for us where we can leave up post-it notes and i can color code to my heart's content
1: (laughs) i can't wait to see it
0: it's gonna be great it's a big whiteboard (laughs) (laughs) you know and we can have you know pull up content on the computer and like just play and explore together you know um and so i'm 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 putting it on the i I haven't told him this before (laughs) surprise (laughs) i was like i'll just bring this on you now but i think that's you know pulling (laughs) step stepping back is also sometimes because, like, I, it was like we we're talking about calling. Like, it's one of those things of you can just kind of keep moving, moving. Yes, or you can pause and listen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think um, I'm excited about creating, hopefully, creating some opportunities to do that on, like, more regularly. Yes, you know,
1: I was uh, listening recently to the reflections of someone who's a trainer of coaches for clergy. Okay. And he was saying that the greatest threat to his, um, I guess I would say, the vitality and and the depth of his work is the absence of thinking time.
0: Mm.
1: I would, I would like to believe that if there's anything we learned, you know, about ourselves during the pandemic, it's that we really need to be thoughtful about everything we engage in the future. Yeah, and you're really talking about not just. You know, paying lip service to that, but creating a physical space where it can happen. Mm-hmm. And over the years, it's funny. I've, I'm thinking about a lot of comments I've heard from people in my congregations who have said, "You know, yeah, that's my thinking chair over there."
0: <laughs> I love a good thinking chair, right? Well, yeah, I
1: go out there and I go out there in the patio, and that's where I like to think.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't hear that as much. I used to hear that all the time. Really? Yeah, when I was growing up, I heard it in my family. I heard it from friends. And we're losing that because life's getting flattened out, Mm -hmm. right? It's like one continuous line Mm -hmm. as opposed to these dips, right? Right. Where you're taking a step back and don't bother me during my thinking time. I really need that. So um, I think that is, that's very much a part of the calling culture. And that's creating a culture where that's not just, you know, likely to happen, but it's it's really built into who we are. It's
0: like a necessity. It is. Of the of the pattern of life. I love that because thinking about like how you were saying sometimes the evening hours get sort of dragged into work. Yep. And then the weekends get dragged into work mm-hmm. and then the summer gets dragged. you know, and it's like, it's just, you go, you end up and you you like, when was the last day I didn't check my email?
1: Right, right. Put the phone away it was for the, the last whole.
0: hour. I didn't check my email. Is probably more accurate. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know, and it's. Uh, I think that's such a. We sort of accidentally hit upon this idea of really taking a step back as being crucial to listening for that calling. Mm-hmm. I think it's such an interesting thing.
1: I'm with you. All right. Here's to the creative pause.
0: Here's the creative pause, everybody. So we hope, since you won't be having this. 20 minutes a week uh, for your <laughs> taking up so much of your time that you have a wonderful creative pause oh, this summer here, we here. wish you just thinking time and dreaming time and we look forward to be, being back with you in the fall um, as ever Round Hill Radio is brought to you by the friends and members of Round Hill Community Church for more information please visit roundhillcommunitychurch.org